Hello and welcome to episode 103 of the Misanthropod. I am Snipe and as always I am confusing Wib. Say hello. What? <laughs> I'm confusing you. Say hello. What are you doing? I mean you sound confused. <laughs> and I am also confusing Drama Matt. Say hello. Um, what? Hello. <laughs> How are you lovely gentlemen doing today? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> this is the tone we're going with. How how after one hundred and two episodes are you even this surprised? This is the hundred and third episode. Yeah, we're we're currently doing the one hundred and third, but after one hundred and two episodes. Okay, fair, fair. Wow. Okay. Because if I said after one hundred and three, someone would have rightfully accused me of being a time traveler. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I don't know if they would. You you don't know that. Um. Are you all right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't think that this ma- mathematical technicality was the hill we were all going to die on. But <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah. Well, I pick at least six hills to die on per day. Yeah, <laughs> and none of them are good. Um, Don't talk shit about my hills. <laughs> Don't talk shit about my goddamn mountains. <laughs> um, Anywho, Snipe, are you are you doing okay? Huh? Do you think I'm okay? No. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's it's been a rough one. Anyway, there's been Warhambles news. Yes, about yes. That, those 40,000 Warhammers that we like so much. Yes, we will quickly go through uh, the stuff that's been revealed because the new box set for 9th edition has had all of its goodies unveiled to us. Just like Drummer Matt at that like, party we went to. Yeah, when, uh, <laughs> when all of his goodies were unveiled. And strangely, they were both one half mechanical and one half very blue. And made of <laughs> resin. <laughs> I mean, these are plastic, but... Um... I mean, you do have to wash it before you use it. <laughs> Not afterwards, though. No, never afterwards. <laughs> no, you let them stew. Okay, the Indomitus box is the ninth edition box, and it's probably going to cost £40 million. Pounds. Um, get paint on it, soak it in Dettol for a day. But that's fine. Okay, let's let's just move on from this now. <laughs> Uh, so the new box, uh, we're not going to go through every little minutia of it, but we thought we'd just uh, talk about it a little bit, um, because there's uh, a load of new models unveiled. Like, there's the new Primaris Captain, who's got a big shield with a dead bloke on it. He looks like he forgot to put his lenses in. You mean his contact lenses? Yeah. You know, the contact lenses they have that are like this huge old like um, glass ones that you can only keep in for 15 minutes, otherwise it, you go blind. <laughs> you mean those sort of ones that you like the old stage ones? Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. they had in like Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that um, it's interesting to see them going heavy on the night sort of aesthetic on them again. Yeah. Because Primaris I mean... throughout Eighth were traditionally fairly plain. Yeah, I did. They were more kind of like tactical. Yeah, I do have further thoughts about that that I'll get to later. Okay. Um. We also, um, the Primaris Lieutenant with a Volkite pistol, uh, which is called like a Neo-Volkite pistol, if I remember yeah, rightly. Yeah, which I know Scarlet and Longfang would just be frothing at the mouth in joy about that. Uh, there's a new Primaris Chaplain, um, who just like the last Chaplain model, looks fucking great. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's got bird on a stick, it's all good. 
Yeah, yeah bird, on, bird on a stick, fancy beating stick, that's what we like to see. Half robot face. Hmm. Um, the... Blade Guard veterans and stuff, yeah, they were all shown before. There's the Blade Guard Ancient. Who and he's got has... like a skull. He's got like a half a skeleton on a stick, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he's got a skeleton on a stick, and he's also holding a skeleton hand. Okay, so I fun. didn't like. So you know how it's got like the chain, and it's like hanging, and he's holding it. Yeah. I didn't know that the hollow part in the middle of the chain was just see-through, so it looked like he had a really long, unusually skinny wrist <laughs> that came into like. <laughs> Like a metal hand, which is like, okay, I mean, it's an interesting silhouette, yeah. but I can't unsee it. Um, also, the Blade Guard Ancient, uh, actually just the Blade Guard in general, their mask, uh, the, like the, the face mask that they have on their um, version of the helmets, really reminds me of some of the helmets that you get in like the Blood Angels mm. um, sprues and like on um, the Venerable Dreadnought kit. It reminds me of those. Uh, also, the Blade Guard Ancient looks... The most like a Stormcast Eternal um, mm. that a Marine has because he's got the same kind of robes. Yeah, which yeah, is kind yeah. of uh, a bit strange. <laughs> Can I ask a question about the skeleton hand? You may. So skeletons, like in your in your body, you know your body. Yes. Your skeleton yes. is held together by like all the juicy bits around the outside, right? Yeah, we are held together by our meat. It is true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you wanted to get a bone hand that stays shape as a hand, you'd have to like. Thread you it have together. To wire it. So I yeah, feel like you, that's you like a Space Marine Scout project, like drilling holes down the length of like bones and then like threading them together, like making a necklace. And yeah, then, you know, honestly, like in between like morning fucking like rituals and shit and playing video games, then yeah, they've got to have something. It's to one do. of those nice little uh, little Easter eggs because um, Warhammer players spend so often having to pin their models because they have <laughs> inherent weaknesses <laughs> in the uh, construction. Savage. <laughs> And and yeah, uh, that's what they had to do. Yeah, no, yeah. it's canon, and if you disagree with it, uh, you're wrong yeah. and bad. Uh, we also have eradicators who Long range have... melter guns. Yeah, um, more people in Gravis armor too. So mm. in the the bulkier version, uh, they're kind of fun. Yeah. Um, although I do think the melter the melter rifles look way too much like just a regular melter gun. They but big. They really do. <laughs> I think. Like silhouette-wise, they do need to change it up a bit just so yeah. it just looks different. Because I, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, okay, like just standard melter guns. It's one of those things that'll be fine once, or like you know, because once you go, oh yeah, they're Primaris, so they're not just regular melter guns. But yeah, they're just, just from a, usually they have a bit more of a distinction between yeah, the different yeah. kinds. Um, assault intercessors and that uh, the bikes. I hate bikes. You don't. I, like I, I love bikes, but I just don't like them in 40k for some reason. Hmm. I mean, like, I don't mind, like, uh, the White Scars having them, because that's kind of their thing, and that's cool. But anytime I see any other chapter on bikes, I'm like, eh. So you don't... Is this, like, a design thing, or just a thematic thing? I think it's a little bit of both. It's just... just I'm not exactly sure I, I can articulate What do you why. think of the new ones? New like, ones compared to the old ones? A fine... It looks like a fucking... Uh, what do they call them? It's not a lawgiver. Because that's that's the handgun. Is it lawbringer? It's like the lawbringer. I don't know. It's like the fucking... The justice yeah, because it brings cycle. the law to people. <laughs> it brings the judge, so it's bringing the law, because Judge Dredd is the law, as his popular catchphrase says. Yeah, because he's a massive 40k fan. When he's like, Hence, T-M, like, the L-O-R-E-T-M. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, it looks like a justice cycle. 
Is that what, oh yeah, that is what they're called, isn't it? I think so. Maybe it's something silly like uh, that. People who remember. who have read Judge Dread, uh, don't tell us in the comments because we'll. I just, literally uh... have a couple of Judge Dread comics that I couldn't <laughs> fucking tell you because <laughs> we'll just look it up on the internet afterwards, so we'll already know by the time you hear this. Don't worry. Yeah, someone's uh, going to say so. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, um, person in the comments who completely disregarded I, everything. But I think we talked about those last time. Yeah, um, there's the new Necron Overlord model who's. He's he's like, extra. He's hench. He is. He he's is. a big boy. Like just yeah. you know how like Necrons like by the nature of being skeletons um, <laughs> are, are are very they, thin they were and spindly. always very shoulder heavy though. Um, whereas these ones like every they just look thick, mm. thick crons. I have um, seen that art, and it, it, I agree. Yeah, very um, powerful. And just he looks he looks a bit bulkier as the Royal Warden, who looks as like well. he's posing for like. Necrons of the Year calendar. <laughs> and he's just like, mm. Readers Wardens. Read Readers Wardens, yeah, there we go. <laughs> like a dimly lit like IKEA shelf in the background. Plasma Mancer is fucking cool. No, it's it, 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 Plasmancer. It's Plasmancer. That looks like a typo. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, no, I just saw the A and my brain filled in. Yeah, no. <laughs> because it's silly. Answer. Yeah. He mm-hmm. is a Necron with no legs and an enormous chin. <laughs> it's Bruce Campbell. It's Bruce Campbell after an industrial accident. That's after he fell asleep in Evil Dead 2 with his legs in the pond. And he woke up and was like, ah! And then had a nap for like 12 hours. <laughs> I do like the Crypto Thralls. They look very Bioshock to me. I don't, know if I, see, I don't know if I see Bioshock, but they do look like something that could be very easily converted to not be a Necron. You could you could make like um you know how they have um Pariahs, which is kind of like a um a merging of a Necron and like a human like a fleshy human beast. Yeah, it's like and it's um, kind of like a like humans with a pariah gene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like you could do that, like, if, if your gene stealers ate a bunch of, like, pariahs, <laughs> then you could make, like... They do, they do look a bit hormogaunty with Yeah, you see, and I'm kind of yeah. like, oh, that sounds interesting, but I don't have the, the time, money, or technical skill to do it. You see, I'm looking at them and going, uh, how could I make them into something for my grots, but I do that you with everything, so... You look at everything like that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Okay, this, the Scorpec Lord is fucking... Oh, he is. He has arrived. I think we talked about him last time. He's another mm-hmm. uh, member of the Thick Crons. Mm. <laughs> uh, also, I love Scorpec Destroyers. They're just they're spindly yeah. stab boys. There's the Plasma Sight who you know. You, look, you know what he is? It's like you know when like you get your hand and you kind of crawl it around like it's a spider. Someone did that, but then they put like a little Necron hat. On like the top of their wrist. You know what it actually really reminds me of? There's a Necron at the bottom of the garden, <laughs> and its name is Wiggly Woo. <laughs> it did not remind me of that, but I'm I'm glad that you're you're able to express yourself here. Thank you. Uh, it helps. <laughs> and that was very non-patronising. Thanks. I know. I know. I'm brilliant at this, aren't I? So good. Yeah. You should write a book. Uh, legit. I I I have. My entire life had a problem of uh, sounding patronising when I don't intend to be. I have lived with you for like a million years, I know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, like, oh, it's... do you? Oh, you're very observant. 
Thank okay, you. You, you, you just are Anyway, the plasma site, that's done. Uh, pla- no, the plasma site really reminds me of... Wiggly um, have you, s- you know when people do things in the style of, D- of John Blanche and, like, throw pieces together to make the real sort of, like, um, grimdark, just amalgams of tech? It always ends up looking very Dune-esque. Well, you like mean this- kind of like the um, the organized chaos kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it I It reminds it. me of that, like that kind of thing. Like it would be, someone would make that for their like inquisitorial warband for like Inquisimunda or something. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know, I just get that vibe. From I that. like the little scarab, the little doody. Uh, there's the Canoptech Reanimator. Combine Harvester. He's not a Combine Harvester. <laughs> No, it, it's it's one of those big spindly things called a harvester from Half Life Two. You mean the combine? I think they're called striders. Yeah, they're called striders. But I like always think of them as combine harvesters, which is the funniest shit. Um, because it's... then I think that they speak with a West Country accent, and it makes my day. Uh, if anyone um, is either too young or not British enough, please go look <laughs> up the uh, the song "I've Got a Brand New Combine Harvester" by the Wurzels. You will. Okay, I was going to say you won't regret it, but you will, but you'll, you'll have had your horizons expanded. And that's quite fun. Whether you like it or not. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, there's new scarabs. Little just, baby. Just a bit of a redesign. And the warriors that we saw last time also got their redesign. Yeah. Um, and that's everything that's in the uh, Indomitus box, which has got a shitload of stuff in it. Because yeah. um, I, I saw, I, had, uh, I was on the stream and someone mentioned, uh, was it stream or was it somewhere else? I can't remember now. You've probably slept since then, maybe. And someone mentioned it being, um, like, it's going to be, like, stupidly expensive for a starter box, but, like, I don't think these big boxes are really meant as starter boxes anymore, because I remember the uh, the first box that I had was the third edition box set, and that just had in it a squad of, space, of ten Space Marines, a... Um, land speeder and twenty dark Eldar warriors, and that was it. Oh. Uh, whereas now they have this like wider ranging actual like small forces in them, and the actual starter boxes are the smaller versions of that. So it's it's sort of interesting how they've um, what we still think of as the starter box because like, I don't blame anyone for thinking of them like that. Like they really aren't anymore because the price has crept up and the stuff that's gone in them has got greater and greater. Like yeah, I mean honestly, it. it's like. It's been better a better deal, and you get like a workable force. Yeah, because I mean, you cut. I mean, what? Because you... I remember like some of the older like starter kits. It was just like, yeah, um, oh, what was it one with like Eldar? Like it was just not like a legal force, and was nowhere near the points of the uh, the Marines that came with it. So I can't remember oh, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, that sort of stuff ha- has happened quite frequently. Um, the so I think it was in third edition where they had the um, battle forces. Mm. Uh, I think they were called. And these were like these square boxes, and they, I think they cost—I think they cost like fifty quid at the time—and they'd have like a force in them, and none of them would be like a, a workable force on their own because I think every single one of them was missing an HQ choice. Yeah, it was something silly, <laughs> like uh, that. and you always had stuff like that. Um, and nowadays, you actually do have like a functional force, especially considering how open eighth and presumably ninth is going to yeah. be. Because I, yeah. I presume they're going to take across that stuff into ninth. Because I hope so. It's the best thing about eighth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <But> <laughs> You can just build an army out of any old fucking shit. I love it. And I do. Mm. Um, but yeah. Um, moving on, there is the stuff that's not in the box that they also unveiled. 
Uh, and this is actually a thing I really wanted to talk about this for, which is what is everyone's opinion on the Invader ATV? It's fine. Mm. It's it's the Bat Tank. To me, and it, it looks like... Sorry, are you, are you finished? No, 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 you go, you go. To me, it looks like... So the bikes from before... Yeah, they're having a race, but because they can't turn corners, because I mean, look at them—they can't turn corners. They were trying to go around the corner and they couldn't, and they just went into each other. And they're like, because they were going so fast, they kind of just friction welded themselves together. Mm. And then that's just, and then they're like, they were well, like pretending I guess it was we'll on purpose. On. <laughs> it's 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 an interesting theory. It's an yeah. interesting theory. Well, I think they're just the bat tank, and the marine in the front is going to go fucking deaf because there's <laughs> yeah. a, there is a goddamn Vulcan cannon behind him, and it's just like if it's like it's a little known Primaris upgrade um, that they actually are all have like extremely calloused um, ear canals. <laughs> How soundproof uh, so are the helmets that they're in? Um, well, I know that they can be used in like zero oxygen environments and stuff i think actually they are like pretty well insulated so yeah um even then there's gonna be like the shake (laughs) so like you know how old miners and stuff get white finger he's gonna get Mm. white head it does look like if they turn the thing then the edge of the um the the edge of the shield doesn't like it's gonna crack him in the back of the head you just have to duck and the thing is he can't hear it because it's so well insulated (laughs) Like Battle Brother, duck. What? Pang. It's <laughs> <laughs> the sound of ceramite getting fucking cracked in. I, I do have a f- couple of like uh, observations about it. Uh, one is that it looks remarkably like the old Orc Boogie model. Mm. Um, Maybe they reclaimed it. Um, which I, I actually, uh, I think it would make, you could ha- make quite a fun Orc conversion. And by Orc conversion, I mean, I want one for my grots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's literally all you do lately, yeah. so yeah. Um, but the other point is, so with the uh, with the main box stuff, uh, we've mostly seen things that have leaned more into the knightly aesthetic, like a lot of old um, regular marines used to, and Primaris before now haven't really gone too much in, but they're leaning more heavily on that. But that, I, but then stuff like this doesn't use it at all, and it gets into more of the um, modern space super soldier thing. So I, I, it almost feels sometimes like there's two divergent paths of Primaris Marines. The ones that go for the more um, like future soldier thing that go for the tactical, they go tactical aesthetic. and then there's like space warrior mm. knights. Yeah, and they're kind of... And I, I, I think old Marines thre- threaded that line a little bit better of it not being so... Because they were... Because all Marines have always been both of those things. Mm. Well, maybe slightly less so originally. They didn't mean on the night stuff quite as much. But, you know what I mean. For a long time, they've been like yeah. a bit of both, yeah. Um, whereas, I, I feel that it's... that There's some stuff that, like, if I saw that next to, say, the Blade Guard veterans, uh, the ATV next to Blade Guard veterans, they don't necessarily look like they belong in the same army. There's not a lot of unit cohesion. Um, well, design. Cohesion. I mean, you could totally do like do additions to the ATV to make it blend in with. <laughs> yeah, them, you know, what I do. I'd green stuff like a a a orc, a wee wee flap under the belt, and then I have it blowing up, covering both of their faces, <laughs> so they can't see a where they're driving and b where they're shooting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm really good at stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i don't know does it, does it, how does everyone else feel about that thing about the this the separation between the 
tactical and the space knight thing. I think they should, like, to be, like, the way I feel is that they literally don't have, like, there's a missing link there that they don't have. I think if they were, like, they went so hard with the space knight kind of aesthetic Mm. in the new box set that it's just... There's no middle point, and it's a bit mm. jarring. But that's just me. That being said, um, the knight-looking ones would look fucking great as Dark Angels. Yeah, they really and would. And the ATV thing, you could totally get away with in a Ravenwing force. So uh, so all my, compl- all my complaining and pondering there is probably complete bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just about like how someone uh, does it themselves. Mm. But also, maybe we should let Drummer Matt give... The answer to the question you just asked, instead of just asking me and then ignoring drama, Matt. Well, oh no, I'm yeah. I think I think it's a, it's an interesting point. I hadn't even thought of it really, but now you've mentioned it, I was like, yeah, no, I yeah. They almost look yeah, like there's a missing link, like like you said tonight, a missing link between mm. the two that just doesn't quite. But then, yeah, if you just theme your army around one or the other, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, I, I I have not yet fully decided how I feel about the ATV personally. Mm. I, I think I feel it's going to be one that I'll only fully get an opinion of when Once I see you it in buy person. It and convert it. Well, yeah, I was going to say well, what I bet is that someone, potentially you, were, potentially someone else, is going to make a really cool converted one, and that will sway me on it. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else we got? Oh, there's the Fire Strike Servo Turret. That's just a turret with a tech marine on it. It's a Wayland Yutani. Turret from Firefly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a throwback to some of the old yeah. turrets. It looks a lot like the, um, the the turrets that you had in the expansion for Space Crusade, actually. Um, it's fine. It's fine. The, the... I like how he has the vacuum cleaner stuck on his eye lens. Well, he wanted to look inside it and then it sucked onto his eye. Yeah. And, he and he's just like, you know what, I'm just going to go with it. Also, the Locust Heavy Destroyers have the thickest thighs. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, the, 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 they Fucking are crush my rib cage. They are prime thick cron. Oh. Um, beautiful. There's the Canoptech Doomstalker that I absolutely love. I love the Combine Harvester Boy. <laughs> the Combine Harvester Two. It's so spindly and weird. I sort of want to make a Necron <laughs> army that is made entirely out of them. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to say it, like, seeing your taste in miniatures and how you're like, this is fucking weird. I love it. I completely understand why you married me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, God, she's got muscles in all the wrong places. I love it. (laughs) Before we move on, does anyone have a favorite model that's been shown off? Mm, Combine Harvester. Which one? The last one we took. The... the uh, Mechanic Tech Doomstalker. That boy. And I like the school pack, like stabby, crawly boys. Yeah. And the wiggly woo is quite fun. What do you think, Matt? I like the Plasmancer. The I like Plasmancer. His, yeah, I like his long chin. He does have a very long chin. It's just, yeah. it's just excess, like. It's just so excessive. <laughs> like Necrons, like I'm presumably... sorry, something of 40k being excessive. Well, yeah, but How like dare you, Necrons sir? don't have a sense of like they do things because presumably they they have a reason. I feel like they don't really give me like oh, what shall I do today? Or let's wear this blue jacket. Or no, I feel like a yellow. You know, like okay, I just... I need to draw a Necron in like a blue leather jacket. <laughs> I, and I just will... be like, I wish I'd picked yellow. I, w- I will <laughs> say that um, the the modern versions of Necrons, the like lords and things, retain basically all of their personalities from being Necron tier. I so. only know like mm. um 
the old kind of law where it was super eldritch and there so was is a, is a plasmancer some sort of lordy type thing then so that would be a or some sort of like higher up in the hierarchy type I'm thing. too busy looking at those destroyers thighs I'm sorry because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the plasmancer is the, uh, the the yeah the floaty boy yeah yeah yeah, yeah well he'll be can um, you imagine him yeah. trying to eat soup can you imagine how impossible that'd be maybe he has like a little straw and yeah, down like, his chin so he's like he just kind of like floats up the table and goes thunk that's what that's what the like truby bit coming from is where would sort of be his butt is with like <gasps> with like the spike on the end of it. It's just a, it's just a straw that sucks it straight up into his butt. Oh, so he doesn't even use his chin is purely ornamental. Yeah. Oh, well, no, there's, and a, it's there's a, a reason for it. But we just don't know what it is yet. Okay, that's fair. But there's but also the, his easy. his butt straw has a stabby part, yeah, so he know. can stab into cans of soup and just suck all the soupy juice out. Mm. Yeah, it's like the it's like the thing that Iris has in the third um, like nineties Gamera movie, which is a point of reference That's that five people will get for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Although really. I will say the plasmancer's chin, it does look like it's almost got a lid on the end of it, so it could take. Oh, it's it like off it's, and it's got like hinges. A, no, so it's like a pen, and it's got it's got a lid, so it can take the end off and then write. His, that's how he like no, signs no, no, his no, name. No, 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 no. You know what it is? Hands free. It's, it's an eyeliner pen. So like one side. He's only got one eye. <laughs> it doesn't mean he can't line it. Yeah, but like he's attached to his chin. So how can he line his own eye? Or, well, no, it's got a oh no, goes, all the plasmancers work together and they're like, come comrades, let us line each other's eyes. Yeah, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. No, it's like, so like he pulls it off and mm-hmm. on one end it's got like the felt tip mm. of the eye. On the other half, it has like the pencil. Mm. So, you know, he can go for like, if he wants a double cat's eye, which is very in with the Necron, which was very in with the Necron tier, um, you can't prove me wrong because so little is fucking known about them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like you know, if he wants like a dark, smoky eye, like he's got going on there, he could just like yeah. Hmm. And then I he, feel he, then he stabs soup cans with he butt. I feel at a certain point we are just doing that thing where anyone who's listening to this who might have just been listening and going like I know what they're talking about. Oh yeah, they're talking about this model. <laughs> and then we get to this point, and then we've made like a hundred people go and look up the model just so they can figure out why we're wrong. <laughs> I mean, they're wrong because I'm right. And I've decided I am. Um, my favorite is probably the Doomstalker. Um, the, to, the stabby leggy boy. Because, um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just... I, I like Necron models anyway, but I've never, like, pulled the uh, the trigger on, like, collecting a force or Honestly, anything. Honestly, because, like, I yeah, really, it's so much silver and I'm not interested. Yeah, I just really like that and the, some of the new designs. They're yeah, just they really cool. fun. Also, I like how the Plasmancer has, like, dominoes hanging off him. Like, you know those little snap bracelets you get as a kid that you make where they all kind of, like, connect together? <laughs> Like little elasticy ones yeah. that you, you make. Okay, I, I don't. I don't. But I, I trust you know what you're talking about. Sometimes <laughs> that was your first mistake. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, for talking quickly about it, we sure did not talk quickly about it. Yep. Yep. We're good at this. Very. Uh, Matthew, do you want to talk about what you have been up to for the last couple of weeks? What titans of media have you consumed? I. How much porn have you watched? Oh, oh, I mean, too much. Is there such a thing? Apparently. I mean, if Is, you... Ha, uh, has, your, has your, like, your ceramite wee-wee fallen off? Yeah, if you start building up like a callus, then that, that, that shows it's probably too much. That is actually a thing. I that, know the it colloquial is. term is dead man's grip, where you, like, <laughs> wank off so much. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
where you wank off so much that you basically form a big callus on your dick and it's like really hard to reach orgasm or ejaculate. I like how you you went instantly into like educator mode there. Was <laughs> like, no, this is a real thing and this is how it works. Like, okay, good, good. I, we, I was just making yeah. a flippant joke. Masturbation but... is super, super healthy for you, but if you do it too much, you're going to give yourself some dead man's grip or like, you know, or I don't know what the like... The... You just get sore. Yeah, else. just get mm-hmm. sore, and it's like it's no good. I, I think it would lose its luster, just like your penis. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but anyway, apart, apart from the porn, what have we? What have you been doing? <laughs> I finished the DLC on Zelda. Good. So did you I, enjoy it? I did. I did. It was not cheap. It was like eighteen pounds. I think seventeen or eighteen. Ooh, that's pounds. a problem with Nintendo games. Like, they never yeah. go down price. Um, and it probably. It probably wasn't worth it in terms of like gameplay length for that cost, but gameplay length for the entire thing plus the DLC over time, it's been definitely worth it. So I got such good value for money for the first one. Even though Zelda, if you buy it by itself, it's sixty pounds still, which is insane for a game. Yep. Um, well, actually, not nowadays because they'll charge you fucking everything and then oh, DLC everything else. But yeah. that's another story. But yeah, the, 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 so it's like I, ended up, I didn't. I got my. I got. I got the main game as a bundle with with the console so it wasn't that much it wasn't too bad but yeah so when taken as a whole it's definitely been worth the cost if it's just by itself it's borderline it's not there's not too much there's a few more dungeons and things which are quite good fun but yeah i finished everything now except for collecting all the like 900 leaves that are scattered over the map and i was like well i've already put in i think 140 hours into this i can't be bothered (laughs) to like go in and um basically go up and down the whole map to find them but if I just get a guide and go through them, I'm not going to feel like I've achieved anything anyway. So I can sort of square not getting those for now. I'll probably, does, I'll probably yeah. cave and go back for it at some point. It reminds me of years and years and years ago, we were talking about those feathers in Assassin's Creed. Mm. And yeah. you were like, I had to stop because I get so into collecting, it ruins mm. my fucking life. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I haven't. There's there's a reason for the first. I've found few, but there's like a reason because you, when you collect these things, you can trade them in to expand your inventory slots. So mm-hmm. up until a point, it is actually worth collecting them. Yeah. But I've collected well, I mean, like, a, like 100 out of 900. You. And I was like, I've got enough inventory slots. There's no reason to go more than this. Okay, I can't. That's 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 good. Cold turkey for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, good on you. That's like you know, that that's a tricky thing to do when you put it down. I'm mm. proud of you. But it is, it's, it's just a very good game. I mean, it's I, like I said before, it's not surprising news to anyone. I'm sure. So, during your cool down period, you've been playing Zelda. <laughs> Uh, masturbation joke. Yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny because penis. <laughs> See, he laughed. Um. Well, I watched. A, I've got. I watched a good um a music documentary on the YouTube. Oh. Um. It was about. I mean, it was originally on BBC, but it was on BBC like in 2011, and it's not on iPlayer or anywhere like that, and it is just on YouTube. So now, so. Um. I can't remember the actual title, what the extra title was, but it's about um, a musician called Sister Rosetta Tharp, which okay. no one has heard of, myself included. But she basically, she was one of the first. She started playing, she was like a um, soul singer in the, started in the 30s. And she was one of the first musicians to start using like distortion on guitars. So there's like Dang. these videos of her and she gets like... She, so I think she died in like seventies, but there's videos of her in like the fifth, in like the late fifties and things. There's like a middle-aged to slightly elderly 
like slightly large black woman with an electric guitar absolutely shredding some solos <laughs> and it's just it's amazing and actually properly she she was one of the various um one of the p- inspirations and um uh, what's the word i'm looking for uh inspiration influences influences that's the one for um elvis and buddy holly and all of these like big guitar players at the time she was like the inspiration to a lot of those and yet okay. no one's heard of her Gee, I wonder why. It could be well, any I mean, reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, she, she, yeah. <laughs> many, many reasons, all of which are shit. Yeah. Um, but she, she was cool. And yeah, um, so it's like an hour long documentary just about her and had some various clips and things. Because she's obviously started early enough to be the influence to these people, but she was going until the 60s. So there was actually, you know, video, video footage and bits and bobs of her. She played yeah, a gig in, she was American, but she played a gig um in the uk at a random disused train station in manchester for some reason (laughs) i mean we've all had gigs like that yeah we did want we did a gig at a train museum no it was a bus museum sorry (laughs) i'm so sorry it was the bus museum you're right and it had an art exhibition of a load of shoes or something yeah it It was was like oh this this like this represents shoes shoes <laughs> it was a weird one it was fucking terrible and i hated every fucking second mm. of it because it was all conceptual modern art and i don't like it <laughs> but, but yeah she's really cool and this documentary is on youtube and i can't remember what it's called but if you type in sister rosetta tharp which is how do you weird. spell tharp t-h-a-r-p-e so like Thorpe, but Tharp. Yeah, Thorpe. But it sounds wrong. how it's spelled <laughs> good yes honey yeah i can't remember what the documentary is called but it's 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 in like I think there's one of them where it had the whole documentary in one file, but it missed the first, like, 20 seconds. And then there's, like, a four-part one where whoever's done it on YouTube just split it into four 15-minute things. And so that's the one I watched. And, yeah, it's just really cool watching this, like, old-timey woman shred a guitar. Like, proper wailing solos. It's amazing. It's just like... <laughs> that sounds life-changing. Yeah. And, like, an amazing, like, soul voice as well over the top of it. Yeah, she's really cool. And, I yeah... No one knows who she is, which is, I mean, the reflection on the world, I guess. But let's not go too deep into that on this entertaining yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's that's all I've been doing, apart from I've just been setting up my desktop again, finally, in the new house. So, nice. You yeah. finally settled after fucking how many years? <laughs> yeah. Um, and this, this bo- the room that we've got, the, the computer room, was just full of like moving boxes and things for ages. But I finally managed to carve out some space and... Nice. Buying a desk as well was an issue in lockdown. I was like, I don't have a desk to unpack it to, but we've got one of those now. So we're all, yeah, I'm going to reinstall Windows on it when my new SSD comes and then back onto PC gaming and I can stop talking about Yay. Nintendo games. <laughs> I mean, Like a massive good. Switch fanboy, which I actually am, but <laughs> I like other games too. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm looking forward sure. to getting on the um, train simulator. Fuck! Of fucking course. (laughs) Okay. I bought it like six months ago, and I haven't had time to play it. He's been jonesing the whole time. Oh, oh, that's. Oh, I don't know if I can mention it. Well, I can mention it, but I don't know if everyone. By the time this comes out, people will have missed it. Have you seen anything about this giant games bundle that? Yeah, we got it. Is doing. Yeah, is it racial equality? Yeah. yeah. Uh, itch.io is doing a bundle for racial equality, which is a uh, charity thing for racial equ- equality, and it was originally 750 games. It is now over 1,000. Yeah. I, I think it's over 1,500 now. Mm. It's a ludicrous amount of games, and a lot of them are like, you know, very small indie experiments mm. that someone was like, oh, let's mess about with this idea for 10 minutes and release it just yeah. to see. 
but, but it some, is still an out. But, I mean, A Night in the Woods is in there, yeah, which is like, a phenomenal fight. That's worth five dollars on its own, yeah, and I mean, the, it goes it's, to it's a worth, very worthy charity. Yeah, yeah, as I say, it's worth donating five dollars if there was no games in it, and then it's exactly. like exceedingly worth it for just Night in the Woods, and then you get another fourteen hundred ninety nine games. Like, Which is pretty amazing. So yeah, like, get your asses yeah. over there. And I'm not it sure how long it will not be on by the time this podcast uh, goes out. Because I believe at the time of recording, I think it's got like a day or two left. Shit. Well, I, so, I have like retweeted it a bunch of stuff. Oh so. yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Do we? Because they're all download like um, copy. Um, you do need an itch.io account to basically keep hold of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, once you've bought them, can you gift them away? Well, I mean, they're presumably DRM-free, yeah, the DRM so free. probably yeah. so. I like, okay, well, if anyone goes through the list and sees a game that they like, if you make a donation to the same charitable cause and then send me a screenshot of that, you can have the game if you've missed the deal. Yeah, how about, how that's really work? cool. I, is that legal? I don't know, but it's for charity, <laughs> right? It's for charity, so who the fuck cares? <laughs> That's like one of those things where I'm like, hmm, this might be a crime. Not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, f the cops. I mean, it's I not guess. like a it's not like a crime that matters. But you <laughs> no, know, and it's getting more money to the, to the charities, so I'm I'm happy to take the take that one. <laughs> Sometimes, when the law is unjust, it is your moral duty to break it hmm. and to send people loads of games. <laughs> 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 to be clear, uh, which I legally own and bought, yeah. So like you know, and you're like morally raising money for charity, yeah. So I, to, don't see uh, a, I don't see an issue here. To be clear, uh, as per YouTube's terms and service, Snap that was and a Weird, joke. Snap and Weird <laughs> does not advocate any kind of crimes, and anything you hear in this podcast or channel that would convince you otherwise is entirely meant as a joke. Yeah, mm. it's just a prank, bro. It's satire. <laughs> it's satire. It's free speech. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess sometimes it pays to think about what you're going to say before you say them out loud. But anyway, moving on. I mean, <laughs> I honestly haven't gotten to that point in my life yet, and I don't think I will. So uh, I think I'm good. Um, I will say I have played uh, one of the games in the bundle so far, apart from uh, Night in the Woods. Which I've was it Borb? Previously. It was Borb. Oh, like it was, Borb uh, was, was really it? good. Um, Borb the Burb. Yeah, so it's like this big bird that's called Bob. And it's just a round bird that you you click on while some, like, like chill music plays. And it just says, like, Bob loves you. Bob thinks you're doing great. Bob says smash unjust hierarchies. Just shit shit like like that. that, Just really positive. Bob says you deserve love. It's a Bob motivational tool, I guess. It's pretty good, actually. I feel pretty motivated. Yeah, so that's Mm. that's my knowledge of that bundle so far. Yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to go through. I actually would really like to do a stream, sort of like going through sort of some of the lesser, like, played Mm. stuff. Just try and find some of the gems in it. Because there was like... um, like pen and paper stuff in there as well, like stuff you can print out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the like um, card games, like card games, yeah, and things like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um, there's um, resources for making your own games, so loads yeah. of spy packs and things. Oh, a short hike is one I've been recommended. That's one that's in there. That was um, okay. a recommendation from that chilled out games YouTube channel that I saw. And okay. It looked really cool. I've been meaning to get it anyway, and that's in it. Rad. Um, but yes, yeah, so, uh, we should probably uh, move on, considering that this is a bundle that you will not be able to buy by the time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Unless, <laughs> unless you jokingly message Drummer Matt, which he probably won't send you anything. <laughs> yeah, he huh? definitely won't use YouTube's own services and Google's own services to share said game. No, nope. that would be wrong. Snipe, what have you been up to? <laughs> um, 
Well, um, nothing particularly new because I've been having a rough couple of weeks. I've been playing a lot of The Long Dark, but I mm. spoke about that oh, a long nice. time ago. It's still a very, very has, good game. Has there been any updates to it since last we spoke? Uh, I think that they've added certain things, so now you have to have a container if you want to melt snow. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, and like little little bits like that. Yeah, trying to like carry water with your hand is, yeah, okay. Well, the thing is that before you just get like a magical like two liter bottle that would just, you could just mm. melt snow in it apparently. So yeah, that's that's cool. Um, but yeah, no, I've been enjoying that. I've been playing on harder difficulties just because it's it's interesting and I have I keep getting followed by fucking wolves which is not how wolves act but it's a video game so whatever and I like I threw I, I streamed it like really early this morning at like 4am because I was like I, I I will get to this but I watched The Black Klansman which is mm. a an amazing fucking movie and I will get yeah, to that yeah, in a moment good. and I, I, I got drunk and had a piece of chocolate cake because I'm just really upset with everything in the world and depression doesn't help either and i literally just sat there throughout the like the last like half an hour i was just fucking sobbing the whole fucking time but like and then i decided to like no i want to go stream the long dark and a bunch of people came out and hung out with me and it was really nice (laughs) and i got murdered by wolves and i froze to death in my sleep and you know all that good stuff yeah but yeah um played some uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, which Ooh. is a, a Star Wars MMO that is free to play, but you can uh, you can pay monthly for it, so it's not as egregiously like pushing like extra purchases on you. <laughs> but no, I've been enjoying that. I've been playing that with Long Fang, played a couple of streams, and it's just it's just cool. It's 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 a Bioware RPG and it doesn't doesn't really feel like an MMO when you're you're following the storylines because all all like the story like it's voice acted mm. Mm. and like actually has like a concrete story but then when you're wandering around and everything's like three thousand times too large yeah and you I see was... other people of like count dushku <laughs> or like 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 kush do like fucking weed <laughs> memes and you're like okay but then you get some people like I think you get this in anything where there's like an RP element where someone will come out like, my name is Joseph Nathaniel Punchblood the <laughs> third, and I'm a knight of the old Republic and uh, Anakin, who isn't going to be alive for a while. Um, he gave me his lightsaber after he traveled back in time, <laughs> but it's also a super special lightsaber that contains the soul of Palpatine. See, I've literally seen Anakin Skywalker with umlauts over every vowel. <laughs> I've seen Obi-Wan Kenobi with umlauts over every vowel. Baby, I've seen we're As- good, Obi. Literally, like, when Longfang and I saw it, we were like, what? I should totally make Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau. You should! Oh, it's canon, it's so good. But yeah, like, it's... Oh, it, it is it is funny seeing all that kind of stuff, and then there's just someone called like Dank Kush or whatever, and you're like, okay, yeah, because I will say like, yeah, the the because um, I played a, a bit of it, no, nowhere near as much as you. I played a lot, yeah, um, and the, the yeah, the storyline parts are just yeah, very you have, like, yeah, but then like you have a little radio and everything, but then you come out of it and it's the most MMO, and it's it's like <laughs> it's like honestly, the MMO parts are pretty toss. Because MMOs like, are gameplay wise entirely toss. I know, but like I know I understand WoW and like you don't have auto attacks. So if you right click on a dude, it will auto attack what's in slot one, but only once. 
and then you have to keep button mashing. And I'm like, can't I just have like a, oh, while I'm thinking of, oh, what's procced? What do I need to do? Do I need to CC? Do I need to interrupt? What's going on? I'd like it if my lightsaber would just be like, like bashing them. Even if it doesn't do much damage, just as long as it, I'm still doing something. Is there not like an option to have no, like an auto not that I found. Okay. I've, had, I've had a good look, but yeah. And it's like, so that's that's a bit annoying. But like the actual, because oh, and you also get like like you get like light side and dark side points, like Paragon and Renegade mm. from Mass Effect. So like I I started a Sith, but she's kind of like she's a begrudgingly does decent things Sith. And because she's like a Twi'lek and the Empire is hella racist, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, alien, what are you doing here? So I'm just like a dick to everyone. <laughs> Apart from like, because um, I'm playing a Sith Sorcerer and basically they send you to um, trick a captured Jedi that they've just been like pumping full of drugs and misinformation and just confusing him. They send you to befriend him. And go get his gear. So I'm like, hey, um, I, I got your lightsaber and stuff. And he's like, thanks. Why are you being so nice to me? And I'm like, it's a setup. The Sith are fucking using you. They fed you a bunch of lies and they want you to go back and just massively misinform the Jedi. And he was like, oh, um, thanks. Okay. It's nice to meet a Sith who has a sense of morals. And I'm like, don't go that far, but thanks. <laughs> Which is kind of nice because you can just be the most evil fucking bastard. Mm. Because hmm. I, I think Star Wars does sometimes suffer from the problem of that the Jedi are sort of allowed to be like dicks. Yeah, <laughs> they're allowed to be kind of nuanced. Of that, they, they Jedi do range from being like paragons of good and like, to like just dickheads. Yeah, who, they're like they're like inquisitors. They they have you know there's quite a wide range of how a Jedi can be interpreted. Mm. Whereas like Sith are kind of comedically like it's like I, I went and saw my master. And she was like, ah, yes, apprentice, we'll have to do some evil things so I can report to the Dark Lords. And I'm like, fucking really? I I was like, go collect the four rods of suffering, anguish, (laughs) rage, and murder lust. And I'm like, are we the baddies? Like, it's, it's just, it's so black and white evil, it's yeah. actually really funny. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars. I, I do like, I'll, I'll be talking a lot about it in a moment. But, um, <laughs> Gee, that's not like you at all. Not like me, but like, uh, one thing I really wish is that if the Sith did not call it the dark side. If they just called it the Force, or like maybe they had another word for it. Like, I mean, Longfang was telling me about this quest, because um, he, like, on his Jedi where he was working with the Sith. Mm. And, you know, the Jedi are like, oh, may this force be with you. She, like, when when she was, like, parting ways with him, she would say, may the force serve you well. Which I think, Mm. something subtle like that, Mm. just do that. Just, like, make it so it's reflected in their language that they see the force as a tool to obtain power and punish (laughs) people they don't like. Whereas, like, the Jedi are like, no, the force is... Mm. It's Mm. like they're a bit more hippie-ish and, like... um, a little bit less, like, uh, self-interested about it, which is, like, I think... I mean, why am I talking about Star Wars and subtlety? Darth Icky (laughs) and Darth Sidious are fucking things. Like, what? Darth Icky, I don't think, ever became a thing. I'm so glad that that was suggested. I think that was something that Lucas suggested for, I think it was The Force Awakens. Mm. Well, I mean, fucking, didn't Vader have an apprentice called fucking Starkiller? Yes, but that's also Luke's original name, so... yeah. Like, it's, it's, I mean, Skywalker is pretty silly. 
Yeah, it's the, it's the Star Wars thing of that you've got one guy called like Jeremy Moonpunch. There's Jeremy Moonpunch and Flebo <laughs> Spleem, and that's like two characters. Like okay. Star Wars naming conventions are fantastic. Yeah, and then you have like you know, like Timothy Dameron. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's a fantastic name. Yeah. I'm doing amazing. Hi everyone. Uh, but, but yeah, I, w- I would like it because I, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, dark side stuff in a lot of Star Wars fiction does tend to suffer from the problem of that they're the bad guys. And they're just the bad guys TM. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's tricky, but it is a lot more nuanced yeah. than that. But anyway, um, I really I really dig the storytelling and I like how you just show up and some people will just fucking piss because you're a Sith. Just erupt piss from every orifice. Just piss jettisoning jettisoning out every orifice, and I'm like, <laughs> please don't. Also, you get companions, and they do apparently have a romance system. But oh. my Sith is just not; she's not interested in that. You just have to wait till you find like a Trandoshan that you're into. Ooh, I do have I do have a Trandoshan. Um, uh, a, what's the word? A companion on my Jedi. Ah. And he's he's pretty cool. He's just he's t- he's telling me about the scorekeeper and that's their deity and how like you know if um like if if you get captured alive then the scorekeeper basically like clears your score and ignores you forever and it's like the ultimate shame. And it's like oh okay I'm learning a lot about culture and stuff. I have got an important question though. Yes. Can you fuck a gungan? I haven't seen any gungans at all. That's just... Like, no, I mean, honestly, I was hoping there'd be a playable race. <laughs> <laughs> because, can you imagine? <laughs> it is... Oh, God. It'd be bad. Only the... Uh, oh, uh, Maybe that's why they didn't put them in. Who knows? I, I feel that trying to work Gungans into your game is just hard mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But no, honestly, I've been really enjoying it. Um, uh, you... Like like talking to people like you you know how in Mass Effect the top right option tends to be the good one, the middle one is middling and the bottom right is like evil or like yeah. nasty. That's not a thing in this. It literally shows you an icon if it's like you mouse over like one of the answers. So it's like for argument's sake, say, um, go kill this village and you can be like, No, I'm not doing that and it'll have like the light light side like logo when you hover over the um the not genocidal option yeah. and it'll have like a dark side thing. And then like your screen, it looks like a fucking glitch, but whatever. <laughs> it like has a it has like a like a vignette, like a soft fuzzy vignette of like either light blue or red, depending on what you've chosen. I've only taken one Sith uh, like one evil dark side like conversation option. Which was, um, because with my, my sorcerer, I don't know how the story is for all the other Sith, but she was basically a slave who, um, was captured and they're like, yeah, no, there's a group of you who are slaves. And then there's like one guy called Fon who's like hot shit. And like the overseer thinks he's really good and like thinks his farts smell like rose water or whatever. And like basically just keeps sending us all to his death and I was always the sarkiest fuck to him so he's like oh you've returned slave and I'm like hi yeah so I went and did that really death like that that certain death kind of like task you did so you know that that you were too scared to send your little pet on 
I hope you're okay. You know, like, really fucking writing him. And the last time you talk to him, you can just, like, really sass him super hard, but it gives you dark side porn. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Start as you mean to go on. Fuck this guy. Well, it's Mass Effect rules. There's a few things that were always worth getting like, a few points of Renegade. Like, oh, what was it? Like, punch, like, stabbing Kai Lang. Yes. That was always worth it. I never fucking... Like, no, I don't care. Because I don't like you for what you've done. <laughs> so, yeah, just fucking get him mm. but yeah no um i really like that kind of system the i will say i'm like the resources are really hard to get to like mailboxes are just barely anywhere like bank storage which you have to be a subscriber or pay to unlock which is a bit shitty mm. uh, again they're how, like nowhere how old is the game oh, i don't know good few years old but it's had like a few expansions and stuff mm. And also, it uh, it level scales you. So if you're in an area and you're like level twenty three, and it's a level fifteen area, it scales you down to level fifteen. Oh, nice! So it's like that's cool. I mean, like you know, like so Longfang and I can basically always quest together if it's like lower levels. How long did it take WoW to do that? <laughs> um, about a decade. <laughs> yeah, but no, honestly, it's it's a lot of. If you like Star Wars, there's a lots of little lots of little nods mm. in there that aren't too egregious, and it's yeah. It's it's pretty good. Um, getting a bit more serious now. Black Klansman. Phenomenal mm-hmm. movie. I got that with my birthday money. Because I'm oh, a nice. little creature. And <laughs> cannot change this. But yeah, so I, I watched it, like, and... It's, it's based on a true story, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, about a... Uh, the first black... Like police officer in like in a, in Colorado Springs County, I think, uh, called Ron Stalworth, and basically he's like the token gentleman of color. You know what I mean? And like they just shove him, it's shove him straight into records. Mm. And from the off, I will say this movie is oh, it it cuts deep. It's it's pretty um pretty unflinching and it's it's very good at what it does and it's also just really well written and really well acted and just very entertaining and like so you know he he's working in records and all these white cops come in and they're like hey get me a file on this racist prison term for a black person he's like like and he just has to put up with it and Mm. you see him putting up with all this shit and he keeps saying to his like his chief he's like i want to be undercover I want to go into, like, narcotics or something and be undercover because, you know, I'm black and I'm young and, you know, like, that's that's where I want to be. And he's like, no. And, you know, you see kind of, like, he just keeps getting this bullshit racist kind of garbage just constantly in the background. Like, just this horrible background radiation that he has to go through. You know, like, any person of colour. Mm. Um, and he's like one day he just gets fed up of it and because like they have he has to infiltrate like a black power meeting mm. um and he's got he's mic'd up and everything um and he goes in and he's he's like there's there's this really charismatic speaker who's speaking about like yeah no um it's gross you know talking about like all the the suffering they have as because of their skin color and how you know they all like try to be white so they can appease people who will never be happy with them regardless of what they do and it was like it was really quite like 
moving and like you know so like ron starts getting into it and he's like damn actually yeah i get it and then they're like because like, like the the coppers are like oh yeah they're, they're they're talking about like fighting white people they're obviously like terrorists and he's like i don't, I don't think that they'll do that and he, then like of course every white person is like no they're absolutely super dangerous this, and this sh- sounds like a very prescient movie it is it is <laughs> um so but there are a hell of a lot of really funny parts as well but yeah, um, so Ron. I will, I will say, would you mind not going too deep into it because I want to watch this. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> um, and then one, uh, then then of course he, you know, he infiltrates the KKK as a black guy, mm. which is, oh my god, because racists are fucking morons. Yes, like the uh, the actual Ron Stallworth in his book was like because like f- the uh, Adam Driver's character Flip Zimmerman doesn't exist. Mm. Um, the actual guy is in the book referred to simply as Chuck, which is a pseudonym, mm. um, and was an undercover narcotics detective. Mm. And he's basically never given any like legit thing. Because, I mean, he's an undercover detective in narcotics, and he's also Jewish and helped a black guy infiltrate the KKK. So it's kind of dangerous for him. <laughs> yeah, I can understand why some anonymity might be Yeah, so uh, I, I, think, I think that's really cool call of him but like yeah so the infiltrate the kkk and it kind of deals with a lot of um there's a point which uh, i thought it, it was just like oh shit because it shows you these horrible situations that black people go through oh, oh even like you know to this day they still go through it mm. like you know um there's a cop who just keeps like screaming racial slurs at the guy. Um, like he he like pulls over a bunch of black people and he starts like groping a, a lady. Mm. It's so so it's it's quite gross, and like and this is all this kind of shit. And then the guy just says something offhand to him one day and in the office, and he just fucking leaps at him. And everyone's like, "Wow, way to overreact!" And it's like, but you've yeah. seen him mm. put up with bullshit just just for like the first like half an hour of the movie. Ex- not even talking about the life he would have led before this point, mm. but yeah, and like it, it, it's so well told, and it's mm. honestly like I recommend it because it, it's like if you don't know much about that kind of that kind of thing, like you know about racism, it puts it across very well. Mm. I found, um, I'm like everyone's like had a little run in with like i'm not going to say anyone like i i would never say i have had it as tough as a person of color or like a trans person or anything like that but like everyone's had moments where they've been at least a little bit discriminated against and to see that fucking sandblasting someone day after day it really does go shit okay like you know i can walk away from this movie Mm. i don't get that Mm. But people live this every fucking day, and it's like it's not it's not preachy, and I, it was just it was aggressively educational, and it was it again I used the term <laughs> unflinching, mm. and you know it is I will, like forewarned there is like kind of groping and non consensual groping. There's a fuckload of racial violence and and racist language, um, like just KKK shit. It is. It is gross, and but like, it you can't. Oh my god! Like, and also the actors, like John David Washington, the guy who plays Ron. Oh my god, that guy! Not only can he act like the best of them, he is hot as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, 
Oh god, there were so many hot people in this movie. Not the bad guys, because oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, so like Adam Driver and like John David Washington just fucking just break my neck. <laughs> Please just fucking stand on me. <laughs> but yeah, it was oh so good. So yeah, um highly recommend mm. it. Make sure you've got the stones for it first, because it oof, it gets pretty intense. But honestly, if it didn't, it wouldn't be doing its job. So what, what I want to see is how you are going to segue from this movie about racial injustice into the next movie you're going to talk about. Well, I thought <laughs> I'd put like my uh, I, put, I thought I put Black Klansman in the middle. Yeah. So there's kind of like talking about Star Wars, haha, fun. Talking about something incredibly serious and and quite depressing, and then talking about something just kind of weird. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know because. It's, it's a good way to structure things. Yes. So the last thing I did is I watched a movie called Deep Dark. Now, have you heard of that, Drummer Bum? I don't think I have. Okay. Well, it's like I hadn't heard of it either. And I was just aimlessly browsing through... Um, shit, I can't remember where I saw it. Netflix. I think it was either Netflix or Prime Video. I think it was Netflix because I hate Prime Video. Yeah, you can't aimlessly browse on there without like being like, oh, let's watch this. Oh, no, I have to pay for this as well as my Prime account. Yeah, it's... Ugh. And the play yeah. is fucking shit. Yeah. And, like, they only have subtitles on, like, 40% of their movies. So it's like, well, I guess I'm not watching that then. I quite like where I looked at a kaiju movie and it had the subtitles from a different version of the dub. <laughs> so... Those two wildly <laughs> The subtitles things. didn't match with what they were saying at all. That, yeah. was, that was fun. And I was like, well, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But, yeah, uh, Deep Dark is... Um, it's kind of... It's a little bit of a horror movie, but it's also a little bit of like a, like a dark comedy. It's, it's, I, I'm honestly, you figure it out from what I fucking tell you, because honestly, I don't know if I can do this movie justice because every now and again, like <laughs> I was watching it and then Wib would stop, lean over looking at the TV and just go, what the fuck am I looking at? And I'm like, dude, I've watched the whole thing and I couldn't tell you. So, like, it follows this guy. Um, I think his name's Oscar or something. I can't quite remember. Because it's like, I literally watched it, the like, a couple of hours after we recorded the last podcast. So, shit has happened. So, I'm having trouble remembering. But, yeah, the main character is a failed artist who, like, is obsessed with making wind chimes. And he sucks at it. And, like... He's, he's like, his mum's on his case being like, hey, like, get a fucking job. And he's like, no, mom, my art is my job. And she's like, okay, then phone up your uncle, get him to send money over. And he's like, no, no, it's terrible. And he tries to, like, go to an art gallery that he's, like, he's, like, super into this, this art gallery owner. And he goes and tries and impresses her. And he just makes a fucking huge pig's ear of it. And... He, he phones his uncle out of like sheer desperation because like this is his last chance because and she's and, and like he's talking to the uh, owner go like the gallery owner going yeah um please give me one last chance and if this doesn't work i'll quit and she's like oh good okay so he's like okay so he has like a month or something or like two weeks and he finds his uncle and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in like a real pit. And he's like, oh yeah. Cause he got like, his uncle got famous, like selling seashells or some shit. And he's a fucking asshole. And like, you know, so he's, he's gonna, he's asking for tips on how to get out of this artistic rut. And he's like, 
oh, you know what? I'll let you um, I'll let you rent my uh, my old studio where I got all my inspiration from, and it's like only like two grand a month. And he's like, oh, uh, I don't have that much. And he's like, well, you better find it. And he's just he's just a piece of shit. So he eventually goes in, and it is a shithole, absolute fucking horrible. There's like a bare mattress on the ground. There's black mold everywhere. It's broken. It's just an absolute fucking trash fire. It's a hideous place. But it has like this picture of like a peacock on the wall. And like after a while, he kind of takes it off and there's a little hole. And he's like, huh. All right. So he's like, you know, he's desperately trying to get his his mobiles done and they all suck and they're all terrible. And he's getting really frustrated, and there's like two days until like the exhibition, and he's just like freaking out. And like he's lying down on his mattress, and he sees like a little string come out of the hole in the wall with like a letter on it. And also, he is a very like brief sound of a lady moaning. And he's like, huh. So he pulls it out, and as he pulls out this string with a bit of paper on it, you can hear the moaning get louder. <laughs> so we all know what that's a meta- metaphor for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sexy thing. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's like, it just, it's just a little, little like typed piece of paper, and it just says, I can help. And then another thing comes out, and it's like, here, use this. And then another string comes out. And more moaning as he's pulling this thing out. And they're like this weird little, like, like, fleshy ball comes out. And it's gross. It looks like a fucking eyeball or something. <laughs> and he puts it on his, his, on his mobile. And then he takes it to the thing. And everyone's, like, crying. And it's like, this is, this is beautiful. We need, like, we need, like, ten more. So he goes back and, like, the hole's a little bigger. And, <laughs> and, like... It starts talking to him in this sexy, sultry lady's voice. And it's like, hey, <laughs> I'm glad I could help. And he's like, um, thank you. You think he's not going to leave that? He's like, you, rent, rent my studio. It's two grand a month, but you can fuck it. Interesting you say that. Because <laughs> I was like, that's a fucking glory hole. <laughs> if this movie ends with that guy having put his dick in that wall. Yeah, no, he fucks the hole. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Mm. And it's just... And, like, you know, like, it's just so fucking weird. And, like, the um the building manager, like, really has a crush on him. So she, like, goes in to his house when he's out and, like, sniffs his shirts and stuff. And, like, and then, like, she hears, like, whispering coming from the hole. So she goes and has a look at it. Like, this fucking weird, like, alien flesh mouth jumps out and bites her in the eye. <laughs> And like you never see her again. You're like, oh, um, okay. I and guess that happened. Also, there is a scene where um, he's tasked with making a really big mobile. Um, so the wall like is pushing out all these fucking weird fleshy things, and he, you know, he takes that in, and everyone upon it being unveiled falls down and starts fucking. They all start fucking. And like and like the woman comes up while there's just everyone is fucking. And like she like she's like, Wow, you did really well. 
uh, you've just sold this for like $30 million or some ridiculous price. And he's like, shit, to who? And she gestures and the camera turns and it's just this guy like like raw-dogging this woman behind the sofa. Like, oh, to that guy. And he's like, oh, nice. <laughs> and then he goes in and he's like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe what happened. And she's like, orgy? And he's like, yeah, weird. How did you know that? It is so fucking strange. I was going to say, I'm really on board because you've just used pronouns for like three characters and just said she... So I'm not sure who's who at this point. Okay, the wall is stuck there. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's so the wall so, is the one who said or it said who went. Oh, it was an orgy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. And like the lady, the gallery owner was like, "Oh yeah, gallery owner." Sold okay, to you that did not guy. introduce gallery owner. I did, but okay, but I, no, I yeah, know. yeah. And so and and it's just it's so fucking bizarre. <laughs> and like he's there's like an angry guy who like gets his art dumped in favor of the main characters and like he like sneaks up to his house and just sees him just fucking the wall like literally just fucking the wall and he's like what <laughs> that's unexpected I mean, sometimes your house is sexy what, what are you gonna do yeah it's it's weird but yeah it is it <laughs> Does is it end by him putting his entire body in the foothole no no, it doesn't. But yeah, and like you find out the walls help like loads of other famous like artists, like musicians and stuff, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, the fucking guy from the doors, what's his fucking Jim Doors? Jim Morrison. No, Jim Doors, Jim yeah. Doors. Yeah. Jim Doors. <laughs> Jim Doors. Jim Doors. It's Jim Morrison, scores. isn't it? That's, I'm not, I'm not yeah, that. yeah. Right, right. That's why he called it the doors, because it was a reference to the the wall that he fucked. <laughs> he fu- he fucked a door. He fucked a door and then like change his name from from Jim Dawes to um George Dawes. George Dawes. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, no, fucking insanely bizarre movie. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad I watched it because it was so fucking weird. But what, oh my god! So is it? Is like a proper like B movie, low budget thing, or was it like well made? It was pretty decently made. Huh. Uh, I'd say you could tell it didn't have a massive budget, but yeah, what it, yeah, it, but... It, it worked very well within the confines of its budget. So, but yeah, oh, oh my god, so freaking weird. So yes, that's basically <laughs> all I've been up to: <laughs> watching grown men fuck walls, <laughs> as you do, as you do, wibble it, just a little bit. What have you been up to? Um. Well, I. Uh... I, I have uh, come here today to conclude uh, my uh, my discussion. It's, it's not going to end here. It is not. It's not. It never will. Well, no, it does end because uh, I've run out of the thing that I'm talking about. Then it is paused. It is paused until more of it is released, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, but I finished watching the rest of the TV versions of Star Wars. Oh, the uh, Star un- Wars. Um, unless, of course, uh, Disney Plus decides to put on the old Ewoks or droids cartoons um, <laughs> on their service, which they are cowards and so haven't currently. I'm sorry, I've just realised. Hmm? Luke Skywalker, George Lucas. What? His last name, Luke. He's a Mary Sue. Oh my God, all the movies are a lie. Eh. Hmm. I mean, I- like, to be fair, like... I think Luke Skywalker is everyone's favourite himbo. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, have you seen those photoshops where someone photoshopped, like, um, Mark Hamill in the old, like, um, Star Wars movies to be, like, a lady? Oh, and, yeah, well, and, it's, and, like, it's Lady Luke. I can't remember if they gave a specific name. Oh, I don't know. Like, 
Lucy Skywalker or something. And I'm like, damn, she is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm, I, I saw someone trying to make Kylie Wren, and it just did not work. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, but all you do with Adam Driver is like make his hair a little bit longer, give him small boobers, and that's basically what Kylo Femme would look like. I know because I've drawn her. <laughs> She's magnificent. Okay. Um, Kylo Femme is excellent. Thank well, you. To talk I came about, up with that myself. Copyright me. Uh, to talk about canon Star Wars stuff. Excuse you. Um, I finished watching Star Wars Rebels, uh, which, um, to use a very tortured descriptor, I would describe as the American idiot of um, Star Wars uh, TV shows. So it's got the best overall... Like like collection of episodes. Yes, uh, yes, because you you are familiar with my uh, my way of referring to American Idiot. Um, their best album, but does that doesn't contain their best songs? Yes, I I have I have long maintained that of Green Day's albums, American Idiot is their most consistently good album, but it doesn't contain their best songs. Mm. Um, so the overall quality is like on average the highest. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's, yeah, whatever. Um, and this is kind of like that. So, like, um, Rebels never quite gets to the height of, like, the best bits of Clone Wars. Never quite gets to that point. But it's consistently quite good all the way through. Um, so I can absolutely say it is definitely worth watching. Um, I think it's four seasons of it, and it kind of comes to, like, quite a conclusive end. Um, obviously if you I can't remember how much I said about it last time but it's like um, you know focuses around the origins of the rebellion like it, it kind of forming sort of um, ties in a bit to things like Rogue One so like Saw Gerrera shows up now I mean he shows up in Clone Wars 2 but you know much younger Clone Wars 2? <laughs> yes the new batch <laughs> the new batch um, but like clone hard with a vengeance <laughs> Um, and yeah, you, you know, you have multiple characters show up from, uh, from the Clone Wars, uh, into, to sort of the point where it's, you sort of ha- have to watch the Clone Wars before watching Rebels to get the most out of it. Cause lots of characters and things, uh, kind of built upon like, um, a couple of clones do show up. Rex becomes like one of the, like part of the main group for a while. Um, there's also giant wolves that are rad as shit. I love them. They are perfect. Uh, you can ride them around like Femorosian wolves. They're called loath wolves. Mm. And they're great. Loath wolves, like loath. bread. <laughs> as in the planet that they're on called Lothal. Lothal. Loath. Loath. Okay, okay. I want a, I want a bread wolf. Okay. Yeah, I want, um, I want you to draw me a bread wolf. I am a bread wolf. There is a picture I'm of, so full of carbohydrates. There is a picture of like Doug, but as a loaf. <gasps> So. I think you mean dog. Uh, okay. Um, but yes, Rebels is quite good. Um, I, I can uh, I can definitely recommend it. Uh, I will say it's weird sort of spindly character design you never quite get used to. Because uh, some just look really weird. Uh, but it's cool. Um, I also watched through Star Wars Resistance or more accurately I watched the first season of it because the second season isn't on Disney Plus for some reason hmm. Do, does this uh, particular series happen to have any uh, rising stars that happen to be uh, be wolves that are needing some attention 
some loaf wolves. No. <laughs> not in the no. not not in the yeast. Let's let's not do this. I, it's way too late in the day for me to deal with any of this. Okay. <laughs> um, it's fucking eight p.m. <laughs> yes, it's already too late for it. <laughs> Anytime. Oh, oh is I did too forget late. to mention about Rebels. Um, Steve Bloom is uh, voices one of the main characters. He voices Zeb, I believe. Mm. Who's um, wait, Zeb or Zev? That's already fallen out of my head. I, once I've stopped, once I've watched the to the end of a series, and I know there's not going to be any more of it. I apparently just dump my long term <laughs> memory of like character <laughs> names. Or something. Maybe don't do. That. It's, it's weird, um, but because he does, uh, he does a shitload of like incidental voices uh, for like just little walk-on pit, uh, bits. However, no one asks him to do a different voice, so it's just Steve Bloom, Steve Bloom as Steve half Bloom. of the fucking Empire. Like every time a stormtrooper is on screen, it's like him or like a random Imperial officer. It's him all the time. It's wow. an Empire of Steve Blooms. I mean, it's really Steve weird. Bloom really does only have like. The Steve Bloom voice. He can, he can do all the voices. He yeah, does but, all the voices. The yeah, character but like, that he plays doesn't sound like him. But yeah, but like, no one really ever asks him to. <laughs> That's the thing. He dibs in this. So I've heard him do lots of different voices, but like, he just did his normal voice for so much of it. It was really weird. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, Star Wars Resistance, uh, only first season is on Disney+. Plus. Um... It's a bit of a step down from the other series, uh, partially because the stakes are so monumentally low to begin with. It's just... Okay, the closest thing I can compare the main character to, he's, he's like Gary Goodspeed from Final Space. Oh, season one or season two? Season one. Oh. Where he's annoying. Mm. <laughs> um, he's a bit like that. He's not quite as bad as Gary, but he's also... Not as competent or likable. <laughs> um, so, like, on a scale from, like, Gary Goodspeed to, like... I can't help you. I don't know what the scale BB-8. is. To... Okay. Well, BB-8's in resistance, so... Yeah, okay, but, yeah, that, this is the scale. Okay. So the scale is... Uh... You've already forgot. <laughs> no. Uh, Gary Goodspeed. <laughs> Gary Go Fast and BB-8. Okay. BB-8 being the best and Gary Goodspeed being the most annoying. Where does he sit? Um, I, I mean, <laughs> on this bizarre metric you have suddenly invented. I need to know. I don't know. He's like 70% of the way to Gary. Oof. Okay. Um, but it, but isn't quite as competent as Gary. So the fact that he is constantly fucking up at a certain point just becomes really annoying. Yeah. Um, Did you guys ever get this thing when you were a kid where like I had to stop watching The Simpsons because it would make me shake with rage at how stupid Homer was, and it made me so mad that I, I couldn't got, watch it. I got that with Mr. Bean. I can't <laughs> watch Mr. Bean. I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I don't get that, but I do get that with um, characters. I used to have it like as a as a kid when um, bad and embarrassing things would happen to characters. <gasps> yeah. I would basically possess far too much empathy for them, and I would <laughs> just not be able to watch it. It would make me feel so bad to watch it. Yeah, yeah, same. Like like the whole like cringe stuff. Yeah, it made me physically hurt. Mm. But yeah, I just yeah, just wanted to see if I was just this irrationally furious <laughs> child. I, I mean, mean I probably, probably I was, was anyway. too, yeah. I, I, I still am. <laughs> These things but... don't have to be mutually exclusive. Exactly. No, I, and you say irrationally, like, we've heard about your childhood. I'm not sure it was irrational. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? That's a fair, fair point. Yeah. I didn't think of that. 
Um, but anyway, this can be used to excuse all of my poor behaviour. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, so Star Wars Resistance, um, you're basically based around this one character who is picked by Poe Dameron to be a spy, based on literally nothing. It me. Uh, and I'd be a great spy. Look, and, ask me something, like, and I'll pretend to be drama Matt. Um, <laughs> is your Come. name? Okay, okay. I'm going to get back to the to the rough synopsis of the show now. Yeah, now everyone's going to be like, shit, did Drama Matt just talk twice at the same time? Yeah. He's always talking about his con. He um, can't, you can't, he won't shut up about his con. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, Drama Matt, I've talked about your dick and your con. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Anyway. Yeah, I've, gone, I've gone trop over here. Anyway. <laughs> I think that should be the title of the podcast. Just anyway. No. What? Drama Matt's dick and all balls. We already had one about Will Smith's dick and balls. Yeah, it'll probably get us demonetized then. I ain't about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's about this one guy, Kaz, who, yeah, he, he's picked for no good reason. He's um, like any meeny miny poe. He's, like he's like a pretty good pilot, um, but... Yeah, he gets picked to be a spy on this um, like old refueling station that has um, star like starfighter racers on it, and he goes there, gets put undercover as like a mechanic. He doesn't know how to be a mechanic, so he basically has to learn, thus increasing oh, his amount of incompetence. I get it. I get it. Poe hates him and wants him dead, so he <laughs> sent him off to be a fucking covert operative with no training Possibly. whatsoever because he's like, haha, check out this um, dipshit. Now, over time, it does kind of... Uh, now, so the basic thing is really kind of, like, low-level because it's just him supposed to be spying and, like, looking out for people of the First Order on this place and just kind of getting into misadventures. And it's a lot more comedic than the other ones. She's not good or bad. It's just its tone is much more conventional kids' show. Um, so it's not as not quite as engaging as an adult watching it as the Clone Wars or Rebels were. Um, however, it gets better over time, um, but it has a couple of problem, a couple of problems with it, which is one, um, these low stakes make it kind of hard to care about a lot of things coming in from, from the other shows, which is not inherently a bad thing about the show per se, but just when watched as a successor to some other shows, because it is just some kind of, some guy puts around a, a station where mo- where like half the people on it think he's a wanker. <laughs> Um, wow. The other one is that basically the highest level antagonist that appears in it is Captain Phasma. Uh, it is actually a cool thing that the uh, when a character from the movie shows up, which happens a couple of times, they are voiced by the actor. Mm. Um, oh, cool. I do think that's really cool. Have, have there any been? Um, has there been any uh, difficulty in transitioning into medium? Um, they they look pretty good. Um, they no, I mean vocally. Um, vocally, they... like, hey, remember when people were like, hey, Peter Dinklage can act, and then it turned out he couldn't. <laughs> Certainly not in Destiny. Mm. Um, not not too, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, no, um, Poe's not. Uh, it's hard to tell. Um, like Poe was a bit flat, but also he wasn't working. He hadn't had much to work with either. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it helps that the animation style does not lend itself to like. Um, particularly expressive things so that like means that the vocal performances have to be particularly good to overwrite the fact that the physical acting yeah isn't mm. as good as you'd 
sort of like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the highest level sort of antagonist you have is and a couple of appearances of Phasma. At least and she's some, being used. And some people of her level, which means that the highest level people you're encountering is a nothing character from the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Is Carly Ren in it? No. Why, why would he be in it? I've told you, Phasma is the highest level antagonist that you're dealing with. Well, I mean, like, he's not really an antagonist. He's just my boyfriend, but he doesn't know it. He yet. is 100 <laughs> percent the like the entire, you know, one of the main antagonists of the entire like sequel trilogy. Who needs a big cuddle? I mean, yes, but <laughs> God, that boy needs a hug. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. But yeah, no, like it doesn't get to those heights. So is Ray in it? No, 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 no. Like I'm saying, it's like literally Phasma is the most uh, apart. Okay, I guess Poe's in it. He's the only kind of like really important is character. Finn in it. Up. Finn is not in it. But they're boyfriends. It's set before um, the first movie. Well, t- okay, the first movie actually occurs during the last handful of episodes. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, it's a weird one. Um, BB-8's in it. Yes, as a, a primary character for most of it. I love the bit bits. Who, yeah, just disappears, um, you know, for uh, for the last few bits. Like, uh, how most of the cast disappears <laughs> from the Clone Wars for the last handful of episodes. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, we've got to go be here in Revenge of the Sith. I heard a really cool thing from Jenny Nicholson. If you're not following her, like, on YouTube, you should be. She's amazing. Um, where she was, like, talking about how she wanted to insert a BB-8 story. And she was talking about how she headcanons that BB-8... Uh, like in this comic will be staring at Poe Dameron's ear because BB-8 thinks that that's the, that's a human's face <laughs> and that Poe Dameron has two of them. So he's like, he's like, he's, it's like he asks like, you know, for help with, with piloting. And then it just zooms into BB-8's like lens. And then it's like all this magical bullshit. And then he sees Poe turn around and it's just an entire page of an ear. <laughs> and it's like, hey, buddy, could you help me out here? And then, like, you know, it zooms in on the ear for, like, another page. And then BB-8 does the bip, 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 bip. And then you just see a gigantic ear going, thanks, buddy. And then it goes back to the story completely unmentioned. And I'm like, why isn't she actually writing for Star Wars? I will she say, gets it! I will say there was one bit in, in Resistance that just really made me inwardly groan. Yeah. Which is that they they introduce another droid who's um, like like a BB unit, but CBBs is is like CV <laughs> something I think or curriculum vitae. So they they don't have the same prefix, but they, they refer to them as rollies anyway. Those type of astromechs that roll around like that. Um, they make pains to establish that this one is a she, oh, God. and that BB-8 is a he, and that. They have they they refer to the like they they ha- gain like a friendship and kind of refer to them as like lovebirds and stuff and it's like how did you manage to heteronormative droids the fucking straights <laughs> are at it again like you can fuck droids yes you can it is established you in can uh, fuck in Solo yes yeah. it is one hundred percent established that droid fucking is a thing in the Star Lando Wars fucked universe. a droid I don't know if he fucked a droid but his droid thought about it. What, thought about fucking him? Yeah. Considered mm. it? Or was I, it like, mean, yeah, that'd be cool. He's not, a, he's not her type. Okay, fair. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you can. You can. You Look can. at me going full educated mode. It's like, hi, everyone. Uh, you can fuck droids. Thank you. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Resistance isn't super amazing, but it's not terrible, but it just doesn't quite reach the heights of the, of the other ones. But to be fair, uh, the Clone Wars first couple of seasons are just kind of planet of the week sort of things yeah. you know so 
um, it didn't start off a hugely strong either. It just got really good as time went on. Uh, and this could do that as well. Uh, like I say, oh, actually, no, wait. I think I think the second season was the last season and that's already out. So, oh, God, okay. So who knows? Uh, who knows if that second season's any good? Put it on Disney+. Plus. Don't know why it isn't, Disney. You own the rights. Stop being dickheads. Um, well, I mean, they're probably not going to be. They're probably not going to. Uh, Disney have made a career off being dickheads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I also watched a phenomenal television show. Which was The Mandalorian. Ooh, yes. Heard good things, ain't seen it. The Mandalorian also, fucking great. Oh my god, Baby Yoda is... I thought I'd be sick of it, but I fucking love that little dude so much. <laughs> I... Oh, it's like, like the amount of times Wib would just... I'd hear a squeal behind me and I'd turn around and he'd be like, The baby, look! And then he'd rewind it and it'd be like little Baby Yoda like having like some soup. Yeah. And it's like... Oh! Precious baby. I expected after like last year when it came on like American Disney Plus and ev- and everyone was a jerk and spoiled it. For everyone. everyone spoiled everything. Yeah. Um, I expected to just be like not affected by Baby Yoda, just be like, ah, it's cute, yeah, but like, yeah, and just just enjoy the thing. But then watching it, oh my god, that thing is so fucking adorable. I know. <laughs> it is so adorable. I love it so much. The baboon. I would literally die for Baby Yoda. Ever, you don't have a choice. I would kill for Baby Yoda. <laughs> you don't. Baby have a Yoda choice. needs to ask me to kill. Please ask me um, to kill. It's... Hi there, YouTube. That was what we call satire or a joke. Please don't sue. Um. The the yeah. The Mandalorian is it. So you know how television uh, these days uh, tends to really lean on like serialized things. Now so, I'm hungry for cereal, thanks. So, um... Even things that traditionally weren't before would still have, like, an overarching narrative that they would be aiming towards, like, uh, Picard which was a good example, that, you know, and Discovery, whereas Star Trek was not previously... Although it did have things like DS9 that did lean hard on serialization, they'd still have, like, just, oh, we're just gonna have this random episode in a casino or whatever. <laughs> uh, whereas, um... Discovery and Picard didn't really do that because they just had these, like, set amount of episodes to tell a complete story. Uh, And so they kind of did like that, which led to... Which, you know, some people didn't like as much. Uh, The Mandalorian kind of straddles the line a bit of what it does is it has a couple of episodes that establish the premise. Then, like... I think there's only eight episodes. And then there's, like, three or four episodes that's just kind of the Mandalorian putzing around the universe... I don't know why. Where, where have I got the term putzing from? I've used it twice in this, this podcast. You've probably heard it from a TV show. Possibly. Television uh. is the ultimate insidious butthole. <laughs> um, but he's just kind of, yeah. Just... insidious butthole. <laughs> Darth butthole. Um, but yeah, just adventuring around the universe for a handful of episodes, gathering bits and pieces that would then, that would then all become relevant in the last couple of episodes for the finale. So it means that there's like three episodes of it that you can watch like completely in isolation of just little episodes of Mandalorian goes place, has a little adventure and then leaves at the end of the episode, Um, which works really well because it's just a space Western, Um, like right down to the presentation and the music and everything. It's just, it's just fucking, it's. It's really good. Like it, it's one of those things where you sit there and you go, "This was like in production at the same time as the Rise of Skywalker." How? This is <laughs> this is so much better. Mm-hmm. 
It's well, I mean, like the Rise of Skywalker was basically a spite project, but okay. <laughs> that was it. Was a lot of a, a lot of different weird plates in the air with that one. A lot of p- toys thrown out of prams. Yeah, but I don't want to speak about that. I want to speak about the good thing because seriously, watch the Mandalorian. Space Western. It is so good. Um, I fucking love it. Lots of uh, cool things like you you get to see in live action. Well, it's, it's mostly CGI, but you know <laughs> you get to see a uh, an IG droid like fighting in its kind of weird methodical way, which is cool. Um, even some subtle uh, subtle redesigns of things like uh, actually speaking about uh, Trand Oceans do show up and they've kind of changed a bit so they don't look oh, cool. quite as goofy as Bosk. They 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 do kind of look goofy because they've got like. They've got really like bulgy eyes that look very silly. Yeah, but they tone that down a lot in this version. I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, from the ones I've encountered. Yeah, yeah. The, the ones in like Old Republic and stuff are still based very heavily. On yeah, Bosk, they've so. got like the big eyes. Yeah. And, I mean, they're cool. I like that. I like mm. the little dino like horn ears. They're very cool. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just super fucking good. Um, it's funny when it's trying to be funny. It's got a lot of heart when it ha- when it wants to have heart. And the baby is the cutest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, characters are great. Set design's great. Just really, really cool. And like little segments where you're like, I didn't know I wanted to see this, but like <laughs> uh, Mandalorian wielding a minigun, like ain't got time. Like what? Well, like you know, zooming around on a jetpack. Not the Mandalorian. A Mandalorian. Cool. You well, also see there's a um, an armorsmith woman who is just me. Or there's a, apparently there is a woman in there that is just me. Uh, yeah, she's a black, the blacksmith uh, Mandalorian who wears like a more archaic looking mask that has like a fur kind of thing around her neck. Okay, I'm loving. And it. she, you see mm-hmm. her in one fight where she wields a hammer. Love her. And she's literally shattering stormtroopers like faceplates. It looks so fucking cool. Yeah, no, I love her so much, and I'm honoured. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just like, uh, because it's, like, not based... Uh, though the Force does come into it in certain ways, um, it's kind of separated from that whole side of things. Um, and I don't want I will not spoil anything, but one of the final shots of it contains a thing that I never, ever thought we'd ever see in a live-action Star Wars thing. Teletubbies. Yeah, sure, let's go with that. Yeah, I knew there were aliens. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's basically it's super fucking good. Uh, if for some reason you haven't this watched This just it, in, The Mandalorian, yeah. pretty good. It was, it was one of those things where I wasn't expecting to <laughs> love it as much as I did. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, no. I knew I, it was going to be good. Kind of, anytime someone hypes something, I kind of instantly go, mm. Mm, I don't want to see it because then it might be awkward if I think it's shit. Um, but yeah, no, it's not crazy good. Watch it. Um, apart from that, I've been playing a bit of Subnautica. Oh, that's that. I have played video games. That's that, their ocean game. Which I can't remember if I... You were streaming it and you were, like, shouting at dog sharks or something? Dogfish? And you were, like, chasing them around, like, swimming after them with knives? And being very animated and cranky about it. Well, I was streaming, dear. I was putting on a show for the people at home. (sighs) Yeah, I know, but I just... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, I was getting quite animated. Apparently, did you know that you had a problem with like being patronised? Because <laughs> it's news to me. <laughs> Absolute fucking bacon. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember if I spoke about this in the podcast previously. So, I, if in, in case I have, I won't go into much detail. Yeah, but basically, it's a you know a survival game. Underwater stabby game. It's um, like the long dark, but in the sea. 
A little bit, yeah, yeah. Except you're on an alien planet and you're trying to fight and you're trying to like you know survive and gradually assemble are like a base s- and build submarines and are, stuff. Are there sea bears? Do you mean like you say sea bears? Do you mean like water bears? No, I mean bears like that live in the ocean. Uh, I've not encountered anything that would fit that. There is like poison manatees. <laughs> are they yes. mean? Are they angry? There's like because um, I like manatees. They're very fun and derpy and cute. they they spit out poison out of their giant bulbous butts if you get too close to them. I mean, I a lot of people do. I mean, you um, approach somebody and be like, "Hey, um, you drop your keys." They'll just like poison. Just it is no sulfuric acid just firing out of their ass, and you're like, um, "Okay, I guess this is my car now." But Thanks, yes, the Brenda. people, you, the fish you probably heard me shouting at is as like the the earliest kind of rank of carnivore you encounter are these like long, dark, like these long, like um, I'm trying to think of like what carpet fish. They're these long fish that have like a long snout with like a. They almost look like the design like, seahorse. They kind of remind me of some of the kaiju from Pacific Rim, like in the way their head's shaped. Um, Octopus. No, shark. They're they're kind of like a shark. Okay. Okay. Um, flat shark. Um, they're not flat at all. Needle Ooh. needle nose. Okay, shark. stop saying words. I just want to be right. <laughs> you, you won't because it's not a real thing. You don't know that. The um, ocean it, is like so unexplored. You don't know those things. Don't okay. Exist. Okay. I'm try. I'm trying to describe this quickly so <laughs> so we can we can move on. Yeah. Um. So it's a but, it, but what it's you probably one of those heard me, fish. What you probably heard me is that I the area where I where my like starting thing is has got a slightly higher than usual amount of these predators in. So sometimes I'll just go like pop out of my base, like my underwater base that I've built, and I'll like go and pick up like go to pick a mush an underwater mushroom, and then one of these sharks will try and bite my fucking ass cheek off, and so I pull out a knife and I'm like fucking you will run as I chase after it with a knife. Um, Somehow these things can run as well. That's really spooky. Yeah, it's terrifying. They've got sea legs. Um, Don't yes. Google those. They're terrifying. <laughs> they're like milk teeth, but they're sea legs. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, it's very. It's it's probably quite a good game. I enjoy it a lot, and I've been trying to get uh, get uh, more into it again. I see. I would have gotten into it, but it, I remember we tried to stream it once, and I got really motion sick. We tried to make a video on it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you couldn't you couldn't deal with it because it gave me motion sickness. Yeah, and I was like, shit. Guess I'll just die. <laughs> but it's um it's fine. Uh, I I think uh you might be okay with it because I think it was actually due to the FOV. Yeah, they have updated it. Like for that kind and of stuff, I think so. when we played it, like I might be wrong. Either we didn't notice it, or we, um, or it didn't have an FOV slider at that. Whereas now you can pull it up to the max is ninety, but to be fair, that's like pretty standard. Ninety, hundred is about yeah. Um, so you might be okay with it now. Although I do know I'll that have to like the... prepare for a day where I'm like, yeah, is it all right if I get really unwell <laughs> for like five hours? Um, but I do know it does still affect some people like that. Because a couple of people did say on their stream that it affects them. Mm. Um, but uh, apparently some DLC for it where it's all like icy as well. Ooh. So I might try that at some point, like once I've sort of had my fill of the main game. Yeah. Uh, but it's quite good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's the video game I played and everything else the, I've done is just watch Star Wars. Game. I mean, I've <laughs> played Star Wars. Yeah. So. so it's a very Star Wars heavy uh, meta yeah. we're going with today. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Yeah. I like Star Wars. Uh, but that is uh, me done. So, Matthew. Yes. My dear friend. Yes. What is question? It time? Is it time for me to ask Snipe what the email address is? It is. 
No, that's not it. That's that's the at noise gmail.com. <laughs> it's not dial up modem noise at gmail.com. <laughs> what is the email address that people should send questions to? I could shout it in binary. No, I want you to say it in normal human words. Morse code? No, normal human words. Sign language. That's not words. Uh, it is. Well, not that not that can be uh, perceived via an audio format. Actually, you could. If you had a strong enough microphone, you could probably hear the swooshes and stuff. Yeah, you'd be able to hear it, but I think just deciphering it would be quite difficult. Stop <laughs> trying to get past this and just say the email address <laughs> for the questions. Only drummer Matt at snipeandweb yep. at gmail.com. Yep, you got yes. it. You shits. Okay. That I hate. And what questions have been sent in to us? Um, well, first of all, just related to that, there uh, someone, and I can't remember which one of the people because I didn't write it down because it wasn't that relevant, but wow. it's relevant to this. Someone wrote in and said, this is the third attempt of emailing this because the email address is stupid. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it is a joke that's gone on for far too long and we can't bother to end, yes. You know what we should do? We should make a new email address that is really simple and we just get everything forwarded from the old email address as I w- well. I would just Because like, it is just really stupid and cumbersome, we should change it. We, we probably should. However, it is it is literally in the description of every single episode. Which is why we set up forwarding. True. Duh. True. Jerk. Anywho, so we have a few emails. There's yep. some quickfire ones to start with. Robert, okay. as a quick game suggestion. Okay, Rob. Aiming more towards um, me and Wib. It's oh. a game called Sunless Skies. I've heard of that. I am familiar with it, yes, ah, I have played it. Yes. For those who are not aware, of which one? I was one, it's a gothic horror roleplay game where the player assumes the role of a captain of an interplanetary locomotive. Yes. So you get to drive a, drive a train, but also gothic horror? Yeah, which one, which one did they say? Because there's multiple ones. Cause there's like, sunless... Because Sunless Sea, Sunless Skies. Yeah, they said, they said Sunless Skies. Because you played Sunless Seas, haven't you? Yeah, I played Sunless Seas, actually, yeah, thinking on it. Oh, okay. It's part of the same series, and just yeah. one of them. One of them, you have a boat. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, the train one's better, so <laughs> I haven't played either. And I know very very little about either of them, but I assume the train one's better. <laughs> Boats are cool. Don't get me wrong, but they're not a train. But they're not a train, um, unless we can make a hybrid boat train. Mm. That was him coming. <laughs> that, that, uh, hmm. oh. I don't know. It sounded. It sounded you more said, like you said, like like power word jizz. <laughs> I thought it was more like that thing where I'm about to be told that I'm wrong, but then actually he went. Mm, actually, though, <laughs> I, I'm um, still like, going with power word jizz over here. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> next up on a rela- on a vaguely related note, guys, Tans. <laughs> they wrote in I recently rode a miniature train or in presumably German uh, Lilliputbahn <gasps> not pronounced like that but yeah that is my a daughter. beautiful word I love it it Baby is an amazing bar. word and since you and we are huge train fans and you live in the UK maybe this could be of interest to you um, and then he linked the, linked um, the page of the Romney Hythe and Dimchurch Railway which is a <laughs> just a, a, a small scale railway somewhere down near Dover and then ends the email with, that's it, train. Little train. <laughs> that's <laughs> it, little train. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's I like, that, like, that is pandering in the most perfect way, because he obviously knows exactly what <laughs> yep. you guys are interested in, and it's just like, hey, trains, and you're like, oh, shit, he's right. <laughs> we'll take a trip to Dover, yeah. man. So if anyone, if anyone um, lives near Dover and wants to check it out, wouldn't you allow to, like, you know, go places? 
do it and let us know. Yeah. Um, and the next quickfire one, uh, Roderick emailed in just to, to say, um, you got yourselves a new podcast subscriber thanks for telling bigots to get fucked. Which I Fuck thought was yeah, quite appropriate. Oh, so. Yeah, no, perfect. Heck yeah. Happy to <laughs> have like, you along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, racist yeah, no, fuck, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, get okay. their fucking unwashed asses elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go drag those stinky butts elsewhere. Okie dokie. Now some questions. First up, uh, Ryan Warhart. Hello. Good so night. first off, because Snipe, you asked for three favourite dinos. Yes. That they've listed their three favourite dinos. Good, I want to hear. Um, so I go, I'll, go from, I'll go from three to one. So okay. at number three... Is a Spinosaurus. Okay, they're pretty... Strong. They're, they're, they're legit, yeah. Uh, number two is a Stegosaurus. Another legit also, one. Also a strong choice. And Classic. number one is an Allosaurus. Oh, they're big. Yep, no, good one. Yeah, the Allosaurus often plays second fiddle to the T-Rex in the pop culture pop culture stakes, but but a, a good dinosaur nonetheless. A very good dinosaur, hmm. and, and bigger than a T-Rex, actually. Are they bigger? I always thought they were smaller, because weren't they, like... Oh, I'm, I might be thinking of Carnotaurs, because those, those dinosaurs actually frighten me. Because hmm. I think... <laughs> I th- I might be wrong here, but I, uh, but uh, my, my vague recollection of liking dinosaurs a lot as a kid, uh, yeah. the Allosaurus was the ones that were slightly smaller, but they um, were, like, ones that lived more communally, so... Give me one sec. So I think they might have uh, been in packs. But yeah, no, Allosauruses are also cool. Are you looking up on the internet? Oh no, apparently T-Rexes were cons- significantly larger. Hmm. So yeah, I must be I must be thinking of Carnotaurs. Which, yeah, those things had like little flappy tiny baby arms that were really funny. They're the ones with, with horns. They're with horns the, and the, they The are main scary. villains in the Disney film that everyone forgets called Dinosaur. I don't forget <laughs> it. I just don't like it. And it's creepy because they all have like human faces and it's like they wanted to do the land before time but they also it was like they were as like saggy the, as the land before the time dinosaurs to the bog's life mm. of land before time I wish that comparison didn't make as much sense as it did <laughs> I'm upset by how much sense that makes see whenever I make sense people do seem to get really angry at me so yeah <laughs> it's very confusing yeah um, but- okay so the questions from Ryan mm-hmm when it comes to architecture in the 40k universe, do you think Imperial architects account for space marines when designing buildings? I think that it probably doesn't come into it mainly because they make everything so grotesquely oversized anyway as a stylistic mm. choice. I don't think they need to take into account space marines. I think it would depend entirely on where, where you are. Uh, like so, I imagine if you if the, if you're on like I don't know some random planet with, and like you're wandering into like Wilkinsons, then like they probably would have to make the the like doors higher for Space Marines to go in and buy affordable kitchenware. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I, I just meant like affordable. Kitchenware. I just meant like you know, like in the Emperor's Palace and shit. Like everything. Oh, everything's be, gonna be fucking. Yeah. Huge. Everything. Yeah. All, all the all doors will be unnecessarily large. So that Primarchs can get through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Space Marines haven't got a problem, but I imagine they have. On... They, they have like the big doors where it's like, um, like post humans only, and then like the next, like they have like a little cat flap with normal humans. I do seem to remember there was a a an instance in a Horus Heresy book, and I can't remember. Please tell me that it was a cat flap for humans. No, oh. <laughs> I can't remember which book it's in, so I don't remember which legion it was uh, related to. So I don't know what planet it's on. But they go to like a building that does not cater for marines, so like they have to like awkwardly duck underneath. They hop into Argos. <laughs> uh, but nice. I don't remember the context. So I don't know if that was an imperial world or something that was made before marines existed, a bit given mm. the Horus Heresy time period. I'm popping um, in to get some fucking yeah. McDonald's hotcakes. 
Yeah, so I do. I do. I personally do not believe they cater for it unless they are someone who ex- a building that explicitly has to deal with marines. Whereas if if it's like a bureau that has like a drive-through, you could just walk through with a marine. It's like like my my whole like riding a space marine through the McDonald's drive-through. I mean, they'd have to because that would be the most accessible. For anyone who's not Australian, a bureau is a drive-in off license. Yeah. Ah. No, a bureau yeah. is just where you get your beer and alcohol from and cigarettes. I thought it was a drive-through one specifically. Shit, now I don't know anymore. You're gaslighting you, you told, me. You told me it was. It was. I don't know if it I did, was that, but maybe um, I did. Maybe I'm just disagreeing with you because you're English and everything you say is wrong. Yeah. Historically, I mean, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, so that's kind of what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, fair. But yeah, no. Mm. Continue. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Drama, next what question do you think? from Ryan. Oh, we, uh, yeah, I mean, that seems legit. There's, like, so many people in the universe compared to space marines. Yeah, yeah there's, like, a million space marines, so that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I like it to picture them trying to get through really tiny, for them, doors. Which yeah, is just all the rotating ones yeah. like they have in shopping centres. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. It's like they want to go see, the, like, you know, the 41st Star Wars, 41,000th Star Wars movie. Where it's it's just honestly like his, like historical reenactment at this point. Well, it's yeah. always has been. It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm gonna mm-hmm. slap you, nods. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, are <laughs> geese the first corn demons to invade from the warp? Geese, geese. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they are very angry. Yeah. So and very screamy. Yeah, that that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, okay. that's that's legit. Mm-hmm. Maybe goats. Yeah. As well, goats. Goats, goats no, are screamy, goats. but they're not angry. Yeah, and they're kind of like they're just silly. They're not very goats clever. Goats are kind of jerks. Yeah, they're just jerks. They're not like. Whereas you look at a goose, and you can see behind those glassy marble eyes, eyes, the just the sheer lust for <laughs> war and chaos <laughs> and murder. Okay, you've sold me. You've yeah. sold me on the idea. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they also go honk really loud. <laughs> they, they do. Yeah. Well, mostly they hiss. Yeah, that fucking like I don't like the cobra chickens. <laughs> They're frightening. <laughs> Scary. Next question, uh, Nick. Um, if you had to make a, da- a if you had to make a Primark dating visual novel, you mean if I are- had to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> what? archetype would you put each Primark into? And I'm going to narrow it down by not saying each Primark because we'll be here for all day. Yeah, uh, um, but, like, Lehman Ross would be the um, the stupid jock with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I just had an image in my head of Lorgar dressed up like a Mormon and that's just <laughs> that's just what's in my head now and I, I, I can't... What? Okay. I can't think of anything else. I mean, is sure. That, is, is is Mormon one of the one of the typical characters in visual I guess novel dating now. games? <laughs> Honestly, if I had a pound for every time one of my dating options was a Mormon, I'd have like no pounds. <laughs> but no, and I think um, I think Vulcan would be like the really smart dude who was also like super down to earth and just friendly with everybody. Hor- you know, the guy uh, who's like he's just like got Horus low... would be the popular kid. He'd be the popular kid. who's a bit of a jerk. And like Sanguinius is the popular kid who's nice. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and fucking um. Oh God, okay, so give me a sec. I I, I had. Mm. And fucking Magnus, he would be 
the glasses up nose. Oh, I'm too good for everyone. Mm, I'm so clever. Dude. Well, okay. What, what he'd, we... he'd be the edgy, like super, like hyper intelligent, snobby anime archetype. What we really need to know because he basically is is who would be that game's Okasan? Okasan <gasps> hmm. being a character from Hatterful Boyfriend, who is just a fucking pigeon. Who is a pigeon and is weird. Yeah, and they only and he only says cuckoo and stomps on pudding and stomps on pudding. Um, oh, which Primark is the Okasan? I mean, that could be a sanguineous thing. Because um, he is like a super himbo. And he's just a bird. And he is like a nice dude. So yeah, sanguineous. And he, yeah, he's got the wings and everything. So yeah, he'd be Okasan. <laughs> Good. Good. The emperor would be the headmaster. And he's just a shit, a <laughs> shit headmaster for twats. Yep. Anyway. Okay. A, a more serious second question. Um, what advice would you have for people in relationships with mental health issues? So the backstory here is that they've recently fell in love with the most wonderful person and they want to help them out in any way they can. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, to get really like serious, uh, you've got to accept that you can't help. You can, you can make them feel a little better every now and again, but it's like, it's like a broken leg. Where like you can you can help them like go from place to place like occasionally or whatever, but it is an illness at the end of the day, and it is all you can do is be understanding hmm. and have patience. Yeah, yeah, patience is is good, but also be aware that yeah, you can't really help them. You can just be understanding and maybe go get them a brownie or something. I guess a way of putting it would be because it's like. Because you can help, but you, oh, you can't. Can, you can help, you, you can't, but you can't fix cure. Them. You can't fix them <laughs> because it's yeah. it's an illness. It's not something that you can really fix. But yeah, and also, yeah, don't put your own emotions. Don't suppress those. If your partner's having a bad day, just basically communicate, and you know, don't keep those emotions bottled up that you're having because that's just gonna poison your relationship and really fuck you up mentally as well which is not good but yeah just be patient communicate and occasionally give them big hugs yeah i think that's that's good yeah yeah i think that's i mean i'd say it was that sounds to me like good advice anyway especially considering where we jumped from from the previous question yes (laughs) yes (laughs) well done yeah i think i think that's that sounds nice yeah um nick also sent some dog pictures which Heck when yeah. I listen to this podcast after it's come out, it might remind me to put them on Twitter. So. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Not. Who knows? Who knows? Um, very last email. Gwenlian. Ever. That's the last email. Then they going ever. off the internet after this. Mm. Yep. Um, have any of us played the tabletop game Frostgrave? No. It sounds it's cool. Like, no. It's like Mordheim, but with more wizards. I haven't played ah. Mordheim either. I, neither have I, but I really want to. Because mm. uh, Mordheim's the like Necromunda of fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, no. I, I have I have not played it. No, no. It sounds good, and it, it. I haven't written this bit down apparently in my notes, but the um, publisher is just cool with people using like other models as like proxies, as long as people are playing the game, they kind of don't mind apparently. Oh, which really is, cool. Which is quite nice. Yeah, I don't know if like the rules are then free or whether you have to like buy the game to get the rules. But yeah, I really want to play a Mordheimy type skirmishy game. And have like an ongoing campaign with it. Something I've wanted to do for like years and just never had the opportunity. 
Because you're a butt face. <laughs> and then wizards make most things better. I'm not going to say everything, but most things. Yeah, I mean, you know. There's a, there's a, I think there's a certain amount of wizards that can generally be considered like a an improvement of things. Yeah. What's the collective noun for a wizard? Like for a bunch of wizards? Uh, an argument, I believe. Yeah, that sounds about mm. uh, If it's in Discworld, a murder? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. An attempted murder. Attempted murder, fair, yeah. <laughs> An fair. attempted murder of wizards. Yeah. <laughs> at least if, you're, shit, at least if you're in the earlier stuff. Yeah. Before, before this murderous foaming at the mouth weirdos. Before they're like, mm, this, this whole idea where wizards are murdering each other all the time, it does mean that, that every time I introduce a wizard, I know I've only got them for one book because they're going to be dead by the next one. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Let's let's maybe make them but more you know consistent. What? Props props to, to Terry. He he saw a weakness in his uh, in his stories and he fixed it. Mm. Mm. By making Ridcully, who basically was too annoying to kill. Yeah. <laughs> because he what was it like the problem was is that he was someone who went to bed late, woke up early and and talked way too loudly. Because yeah. he was an outdoorsy person and so none of these like bookish <laughs> wizards could get the better of him because he was just <laughs> He was just bigger than all of them. Yeah. Like, he was the barrel wizard. <laughs> Honestly, any time I hear the name Red Cully, I think of a cutlet, and then I get hungry for cutlets. <laughs> I thought he said cutlass initially. Oh, cutlass is in, like, the big the curvy pirate sword. Made of meat that you eat. Made of meat that I eat. Yeah. Mmm. Mm. Tasty. Oh, meaty swords that you'd be eating. Oh, um, I am. Wait. I am a, uh, <laughs> you a pre- you incredibly pre- skilled meat sword eater. Oh my god, what did I say that for? <laughs> you, that was entirely on you. Yeah. You, yeah, you could just have not said anything then. But no, um. you chose to. <laughs> um, that was the last question. Wasn't uh, it? A very quick last two game recommendations, neither Ooh. of which I have had chance to because um, I ran out of time doing the questions. I have no idea what either of them are, but two video game recommendations. Mm. Um, space Cats in Space and What the Golf. Okay. I don't know what. Okay. I presume one's about cats in space and one's about golf, but beyond that, yeah, I have I think no the idea, first but... one's probably about golf, huh? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 In space or something. A Space Cat's what it's called if you get like three holes under on a, cir- <laughs> on a hole circuit. Yeah, it is. You, you get a spa- you've done a Space Cat. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you know, that's also, like, a really cool, like, term for someone who's from space. You're like, hey, space cat. And also, <laughs> if you get three space cats, then you score one golf. You yeah. do. Yeah, that's how you actually get a golfing golf. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, like, um, if you score, oh, what is it? You have to score at least, like, 40, 40 golfs in an entire, like, um... A game, and then you basically get a home run, and are allowed to pull Gatorade on your opponents. Not many people get that, which is why you don't see it. Yeah, very it's often. it's very yeah, hard to do. It's only ha- like um like Baby Ali. Yes, Baby uh, Ali. Baby yeah. Ali, a famous golf player. Um, he famously <laughs> said, um, "Float like a golf club, sting like a Gatorade." Very beautiful. Because Gatorade stings a lot when you get it in your eyes. It does. Which is the whole point of the game. Yeah, yeah. is getting Gatorade yeah. in your eyes. Uh, I believe I believe you managed to finally like get that in uh, the 1927 Golf World Cup. Yeah, that that was a good one. That it's, was one of the, the early ones because before they it was just, really like, early Gatorade. Like like, it, it was really early Gatorade as well, which is what the real problem was. Because it was it just was, syrup. It was full of heroin. It was it was literally uh, just all, it was black tar heroin. Yeah, because all old versions of soft drinks contain like class A drugs. Apparently, uh, Coca Cola was created by uh, an old army uh, army veteran who got addicted to morphine and tried to recreate it and came up with Coke. 
okay, I've just got to quickly like break character here. Are we still lying, or is this <laughs> no? This is, is like true. No, this is this yeah. is apparently true. <laughs> I haven't checked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good place to end it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, as good as any. <laughs> yeah. Let's just fucking go. So. Send send your questions to onlydrama at snipeandweb at gmail.com and you know what? I think I'm just going to bully these gents into getting another one and setting up a uh, a mail like rerouter or something. Mm. Because and then uh, join us here in two weeks' time where we will have all forgotten about this. You both will have <laughs> forgotten about it. I won't yeah. ask. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. I've been Snipe, he's been Wib, and he's been Matt. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.